You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Thank you so much for that. If you have a Bible today, Mark chapter 2 is where I'll be. If you don't have one, that's fine. Mark chapter number 2. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for that song. It was great. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting around and meeting the folks that are our guests today. And I hope that you will stick around. We have a meal for you. And uh, I came by the church last night, 6, 6.30, somewhere there with my family. And we could smell the food. So it's been cooking for like days it seems like it's all overcooked and burnt but it's ready for you no i'm kidding it's not it's going to be great and uh, i think it's uh carnitas tacos or something along those lines it's going to be really good though and uh, looking forward to that but also just getting to meet people and and thank you for being here now also on your way out besides the meal we do have a a table right outside the doors here you passed when you came in we want you to stop there we want you to get a gift bag just to say thank you for being our guest today at church and uh, we we really do mean that thank you for being here today we're honored by your presence mark chapter number two i want to speak to you this morning just preach for a little bit out of this passage here i'm going to tell you the title of the message now all right but uh, but we'll get to uh the meaning in a minute How many of you have ever stayed up a little bit too late? And as you're staying up late sometimes, and maybe you're, you're, in our day and age, there's now streaming, so there's not, you know, programs that come on after the streaming and things like that. But in the old days of just TV and cable, if you were up watching something and your show ended, it was late enough. Other things began to come on the television. Some people would come and stand up there and, and try to sell you things now you didn't even know you need it. Infomercials. You know what I'm talking about? Infomercials. And uh, that's what would happen. You're being sold this item that, that probably doesn't work anything like advertised, but, but you can't turn away. Nowadays, maybe it's on Instagram, and there's the ads there, and they hook you with some ad, and you're watching these infomercials. And there's famous ones. There's very, very famous infomercials. You know, the, but the whole pitch is, you know, this, this revolutionary item, if you could find it anywhere, you can't find it anywhere, but if you could find it somewhere, it would cost you $179 for something of this quality quality of this amazement and all this kind of stuff but today and only today if you if you call right now it won't cost 179 it won't cost 169 dollars for 39 cents you can have not one and if you call today not one not two 15 you know and this is whole pitch that they give right we've all seen these infomercials but there's always a phrase that I love and the phrase that I love is but wait you know it okay you just told me that you watch too much TV that's what I just got from that right there okay but wait there's more and that's what I want to preach about today but I want you to look at the scripture here look at Mark chapter number 2 verse 1 and again he speaking of Jesus entered to Capernaum after some days and it was noise that he was in the house so people were hearing that Jesus was there Straightway, many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. This is Jesus preaching the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born or carried by four. 
And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. So here's four friends. Here's four friends, and they, they have a friend who's, who's sick. He's an invalid. And they hear that Jesus has come, and they hear that Jesus is preaching the word in this house, and so they want to go bring their friend to Jesus because Jesus has been, ha, has been known to be healing people. And, and so they, they get their friend and they carry him on a bed, and these four men care about their friend enough to do this, which is pretty amazing, you know? And they carry that friend, but they can't even make it into the house standing room only to hear Jesus. And so these guys, of course, you know, leaders find a way, right? So they find a way to get up on the roof and to open up the roof of the, of the house they're on, and they lower their friend down. What was their expectation? Their expectation was that maybe in some way Jesus could heal their friend. They were, they were anticipating physical healing. They were saying, our friend can't walk. He, he's sick of the palsy. He can't do anything. And what we're really hoping, what we're really praying, is that Jesus would heal him physically. And can I just, spoiler alert, just tell you that Jesus does. Look at verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose and took up the bed and went forth before them, insomuch they all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So the people say, we've never seen anything like this. So Jesus does do what they want. But wait, there's more. There's more. Jesus didn't just do the, the minimum of what they were, which, by the way, was a miracle. Look, I don't, may, maybe you need to know this, but people can't do this anymore. But I saw that guy on TV one time. No, I'm sorry. That's not how it works, okay? But Jesus had that healing power. Of course, he's God in the flesh. He has that power. And so he was able to do that. And they thought, man, if Jesus could just heal him, he did. But he went far beyond that. See, we skipped some verses. Let's go back, if you would, to verse number four. So they could not come near to Jesus for the press. All these people coming along, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, here's Jesus preaching. Can you imagine if the roof just started opening up and people lowered someone down? It would be a strange, I think it would probably mess up my message a little bit. And here he is being lowered down. Verse five, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, son, Thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, wait a second. They didn't come for that. But for some reason, this man must have had enough faith, too, to, to say, take me to Jesus. You know, take me to your leader, right? Take me to him. Because Jesus doesn't just, he, he didn't even heal his body first. He healed his soul first. He said, your sins are forgiven you. But wait, there's more. I'm going to heal you also. You know? uh, and it was an amazing story there. I wonder, you know, we're talking, I, I, let me pray and then I'll, I'll just jump into this here. Father, thank you for our friends here today, our guests, and I pray, you, again, you'd bless them. Thank you for our regular people here today and those that are back with us after some absence. I, I just pray that you'd speak with us and, and meet with us during this message today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I wonder, you know, those of you, I'm 38, and I know many of you are, are that age or maybe beyond that, and so you've seen your fair share of infomercials. I'm not even going to ask you how many people in here have a ShamWow somewhere, all right? See, I know that somebody in here has got a shake weight. You know what I'm talking about? I know that you do. Some of you did Tybo with Billy Blanks at some point in your life, 
All right, these infomercials, you have seen the flex seal cans. You've seen the guy like going on the river, you know, flex seal. Or, or maybe, maybe there's some adults that'd be ashamed to say you have a Snuggie in a closet somewhere. But we've all had, we've all seen those things. And we laugh, we laugh at infomercials. But can I tell you something? Each year they bring in $91 billion. Some of you are like, I'm going to be doing some infomercials this week, Pastor. Okay, tithe. But yeah, do that. That's great. I love the phrase, but wait, there's more. When I was in high school, I got a job. One of my first jobs was I was selling newspapers. I'm not a salesman. I, I, I don't know how I ended up with this job, but it was work your own hours after going to school, and I was selling newspaper subscriptions. And so I would stand outside of Walmart or something like that, and I'd have a stack of free papers. My friend, hey, did you get one of these? You know, and give them like it was a, like it was a tract or a gospel tract. And I was like, do you get one of these? And they and they look at it and they and I had people so rude and so mean. But you know, as soon as they grabbed that newspaper, I was like, aha, I gotcha. You know, and I was like, and so I'd go at launch this book. Hey, you know, we're offering a deal right now on a year long subscription. Now, for some of the teenagers, newspapers were these things that we had, uh, no, but, but, uh, and, we would, and I would sell a subscription, and it was only $30 for the full year, which is, that's pretty good, $30 for the full year of a newspaper, and so if they, if they signed up with me, I got five bucks out of that, which I don't know how this company stayed in business, but anyway, I got five bucks. If they paid me right then, I got 10 bucks, so $30 for the whole year, the company's getting 20, and if I got someone signed, that's 10 bucks. So in an hour, I'd sell six, seven newspaper subscriptions, I get 70 bucks, you know, something like that. But every time they'd grab it, you know, I'd be like, hey, wait a second. Let me just, let me, you know, if you sign up today, it says, but also you get this. And there's more. Let me just explain this. If you sign up today, not only will you get this, but you will also get the Sunday newspaper. And just this whole spiel. And I hate it. I'm not that type of, uh, I, don't, I, I don't do the salesman thing. I couldn't be, uh, uh, you know, and, and some of you are, you're great at that. You can do it. That's not my forte. You know, but though we've all had that thing where we've, we, we've gotten the good news. But wait, there's more. We've heard that. But can I say sometimes, and it seems like today, every time we hear that phrase, but wait, there's more, it's negative. A lot of times when we hear that phrase, it's negative. Wait, there's more. And it can seem that way. You know, did you, did you hear about the gas prices? Yeah, but, but wait, there's more. You didn't hear this. Oh, what now? Yeah, you're going to be shot at while you, get the, while you get the gas. It's something new that's happening, you know. Hey, there's always something new. There's, there, there, it's, but wait, there's more. Hey, the boss called. They want us to work on the weekend. Ah, oh, it's terrible, but wait, you didn't hear the worst part. You know, and we hear this over again, and it can be even serious, more serious things. Of, we got the news back from the doctor. Oh, is it what you fear? Yeah, but wait, there's, there's more to it. And, and we hear those things, and there's a lot of people that, that grow up in church their whole life, and, and, and maybe you've gone to church your whole life. Maybe you've gone to a Catholic church or a Christian church or some other church your whole life, and, and, but yet you feel like, I've been in church my whole life, but there's nothing more. I'm, I'm missing something. There's something missing in me. There's something that, that I'm lacking. Maybe you've tried to live your life your way for so long, but, but there's something missing, and you feel it, and you know it. And I want to just tell you that we're created to know God. We are created in a way because of what has happened with the fall and sin. We have something in our lives. There's an emptiness that God is supposed to fill. And I want to encourage you today by telling you that for the Christian there is only good news when it comes to Jesus. When Jesus says, but wait, there's more, it's only good news when it comes to the Christian. Some of the best uh, things we see on infomercials may claim to be great deals, but can I tell you the gospel message about Jesus is the best deal 
you'll ever hear in your entire life. The best deal you could ever have in your entire life. What is the gospel? For something that may be new, the go- word gospel means good news. The gospel, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, the gospel consists of the death, the burial, and then the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. Now, how is that good news for us? Well, I'm going to share that in just a second here. But the, the, the Bible does what most news organizations will not do. The Bible will tell you the truth all the time. And the Bible doesn't just tell you the good news. The Bible tells you the bad news, too. But I want to share with you today the good news. Now, again, I, I know I'm using, but wait, there's more as my message title, but I'm not pitching you anything. I'm not trying to sell you anything today. I'm simply going to preach the gospel message today. <clears throat> and you can choose... You have, perfect, you have the free will to choose whether you want to accept that or not. But can I tell you, as somebody that wasn't in church until I was about 17, I, I know the emptiness of not having God in my life. And I know the fullness of having God, and I would choose over and again. If I had a thousand lives to live, I'd live them for my Lord. I would do it all again because the gospel means something. Now, every time you hear a deal, you can, you can maybe ask yourself three questions. You see an infomercial you get these people that are trying to sell you something at the store or whatever. You, you may come up with three questions. Well, what is the deal? Why do I need the deal? And what will it cost me? Right? Those are the three kind of questions we ask. So I want to break these down when it comes to this. And I'm going to use the word deal, the, the gospel message here, okay? Let me ask you the first question here. What is this great deal that we're talking about? What is the great deal? I actually have uh, in my, I have it somewhere here. Where is it? There we go. Something I saw on, my wife and I saw on the show Shark Tank. How many of you have watched Shark Tank before, okay? All right, so you know what I'm talking about there. They, they go on there, they pitch their ideas, and they sell them. This is called, this is the literal name of it, bug bite thing. The bug bite thing. I don't know about you, mosquitoes find me delicious. I am the dessert of mosquitoes, okay? And so I, I saw this on, on some advertisement bug bite thing, and, what, and I have a mosquito bite on my ankle right now, and it's driving me crazy. So anyway, but uh, so how this works is when you get bitten by a mosquito, this is a little suction cup thing. You put it on there, and you pull the suction. Oh, that didn't work. Great advertisement here, Reynolds, all right. But you pull it back, and it's supposed to suck out the stuff that makes you itch, Whatever that's called, the saliva of the mosquito, which is just gross to think about, okay? But it actually sticks to you. There we go. Did you hear, did you hear the pop? All right. See, I'm not a salesman. All right, but anyway, but this thing, we bought one of these, and we had a missionary visit our church from, uh, she's a missionary to Africa, a single lady missionary to uh, uh, to Africa, and uh, she came to our church, and we had her over to our house, we are talking with her, and I thought... You need this more than me. So we gave her one, you know, mosquitoes the size of eagles over where she is probably. And I'm like, here you go. You can have that. You know, so we bought another one. But uh, hey, it it works though. I mean, it really does take the itch away. If you want to buy one today, in our lobby, we have, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Manufactured by Gethsemane Baptist Church. No, it actually was a really good deal. Like uh, it was like 10 bucks. That's a great deal. What is the deal? What, What is Jesus offering us in the Bible? He's offering a changed life. He's offering a changed destiny. And today, can I just tell you that that maybe the thing you're missing in your life, if you feel like you are missing something, is that you can have a real personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can have that relationship with him. You can have his presence in your life at all times. You can have the joy and peace that he gives. He He can take away the fear that we have and replace it with peace. 
He can take away the emptiness that we feel and replace it with fullness. He can take away the pain and the trauma that we feel and replace it with help and healing. God can do that. And God wants to do that. And and Jesus wants to know you, wants to have a relationship with you. By the way, he knows you better than anybody else knows you and better than you know yourself. And that is a truly great deal to be able to go through life knowing Jesus. What a great deal. But wait, there's more. There's always more with God. Not only can you know Jesus Christ today and you can have his presence in your life today and you can live your life with the joy and and fullness of knowing Christ today, but there's so much more when we leave this world. Knowing Christ is our Savior, there's so much more. There's heaven in the Old Testament, there's a story about King Solomon and this lady comes in, the Queen of Sheba comes to him and says, you know, I've heard a lot about you. I heard all this stuff about how great you are, about how great your kingdom is, about how wise you are, about how you order your house. I've heard of all this stuff, but she said, you know what? The half has not been told me. And I think when we're talking about heaven, I could talk about heaven, I could tell you about heaven for a million years, but I tell you, it would never compare to what it's actually gonna be. And when you're talking about heaven, man, when you think about having Jesus in your life now, but wait, there's more. Heaven is the greatest thing we could ever imagine. And when you accept Christ as your Savior, the gospel uh, changes your life now, but it changes your life later as well in the future. Here's the man coming to Jesus. They're lowering him down. His immediate life was changed right then because his body was healed, but his soul, his sins were forgiven, so he gets to go to heaven forever when he dies. And that's where he is now. What a great deal. What a great deal. That's the deal, is that you can know Christ now, but that you can also live in heaven forever with him. It's a great deal. So the second question is, why do I need this deal? Why do I need it? Aren't we all just going to heaven anyway? We're all just taking different paths? I mean, you know, when I go to the post, people say this stuff, when I go to the post office, you know, I could go down Market or uh, to Orange and take a right. I could go to Atlantic and take a left and then take another left. I could go down uh, Cerritos and get to there. I can take all these different streets to get to the post office, and that's what heaven's like. You can take any way you want to get, I'm sorry, but when you die, you're not going to the post office. And Jesus says there's one way. Uh, He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by him, he said. There is none other name given among men, under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. It's Jesus. He is the only way to get there. Why do we need it? Because the Bible says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody in life, there's nobody perfect. There's nobody that's lived a perfect life. I've never sinned one time. I've never cheated. I've never lied. I've never cussed. I've never disobeyed my parents. I've never done, I've never cheated on my taxes. We've all cheated on our taxes, okay? And I've ne- I'm just kidding. I'm joking, all right? Some of you are like, amen, pastor, of course. Yes, we all do. You're right. Thank you for making me feel better. No, I'm just kidding about that, all right? But, but we've all done something. We've all made mistakes. No one looks back and says, hey, no, perfect life. Never did anything. We've all done something wrong. I've often illustrated it this way. If God wanted to take a videotape of, uh, 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 and record every thought I've ever had, every, everything I've ever did, everything I've ever said to somebody on the freeway or at the grocery store, everything I've ever said, everything I've ever done, and said, I'm going to put it on Facebook and YouTube and everywhere where people can see it. I wouldn't want anybody seeing my video. You know why? I've sinned. I've done wrong. And the, the, why we need the deal is because we've all sinned. But here's the thing about our sin. Even though we've all sinned, the Bible says there's a a penalty for it. 
The wages of sin is death. The payment for sin is death. I don't know anybody a thousand years old. Why? Because we're all going to have to die one day. But not only does the Bible talk about that type of death, a physical, but there's a second death, a spiritual death, where because of our sin, we got to pay for it. We, have to, we deserve to pay for it. If I go rob a store, I don't expect you to pay for it. I'm going to pay for it. And, and because of our sin, the Bible says the place to pay for sin is called hell. God did not create hell for us. He created, the Bible says in Matthew 25, for the devil and his demons, not for us. But here's the thing, heaven's perfect. And if I'm a sinner, and I go to heaven as a sinner, heaven is no longer perfect. So my sin has to be paid for. Now, that's, that's why I need the deal, because I don't want to pay for my sin. I don't want to go to hell. I, I, I don't want to be there. That's not where God wants me to be. So what did God do about it? So what is this great deal? Why do I need it? But then thirdly, here it is, what will it cost me? Here's the great thing about this. Nothing. It costs you nothing. Now, pastor, come on. I, gotta, I know there's some work I got to do. I got to help old ladies cross the street. You know, I got to make sure I, I, I pay, you know, I, I give to the church. Got to make sure I give to charity. Got to make sure I'm kind to people. There's something I got to do to earn this gift. No, there's not. You can't, you can't earn it. Every religion in this world... And listen carefully to this. Every religion in this world, except for Christianity, teaches that you have to do something to earn your way to heaven. The Bible teaches that Jesus already did something. When he was on the cross, he did it for you. If you could earn your way to heaven, why would Jesus die? If, he, if you could just get there by yourself, but when he looked down and he saw our faults and he saw our failures and he saw that we were living in this way that he never wanted us to live in, he said, before the world began, Jesus knew that he was coming to this earth to die on a cross for our sins. And you know what it cost us? Nothing. You know what it cost him? Everything. That's what it costs. It's, the Bible says, a free gift. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift that God gives is eternal life. It's a gift. How many of you on your birthday, when people give you gifts, you give them money for it? Nobody. You give me a gift for Christmas, I'm not paying you for it. I want you to know in advance, all right? Why? It's a gift. It's free. You give it to someone, they take it, it's theirs. End of transaction. Here's Jesus Christ comes and dies on the cross. The Bible says, but God's commended or showed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Jesus, as God comes to, comes to this earth, lives 33 years, never sinning, and he, he lived, he could, he's the only one that could do that because he was God again, and he dies on the cross, allows himself to be crucified, allows them to pluck his beard out, allows them to smite him on the face, allows them to, put the, to whip his back and to put the nail through his feet and the nail through his hands and allow the crown of thorns and allow the blood to flow. And then he said, you know what? At, at the end when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. What's finished? The payment for our sin is finished. In thy hands I commend my spirit. He prayed, then he died. Three days later, he rises from the dead, proving his victory over death and sin and hell. Great, the greatest story ever told, the greatest news to ever be received. And then God does the most amazing thing ever. He just tells us, all you got to do is take it. It's free. 
Now, if you say, well, I don't believe. That's just too easy. If God wanted us to go to heaven so bad, don't you think he'd make it pretty simple to get there? Here's what a lot of people think. A lot of people think, well, i gotta, I got to live a good life. And if I go to church once a month, tip my hat to God, don't murder anybody, then the scales in heaven will outweigh, the good will outweigh the bad. And we all think of ourselves, we all like to think of ourselves as good people. And probably by the world standards, we are good people. But, but there is no scale in heaven where it's like, oh, 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 you're going to hell now. Oh, no, now you're going to heaven. You said God bless you. You get to go to heaven now. Oh, but I heard what you said there. There's nothing like that. God's not c- confusing in what he says. He says this. He said, these things have I written to you that you may know that you have eternal life. He wants us to have that assurance and know it. See, it doesn't cost us to go to heaven. But it did cost Jesus. So here it is. Here's the end of the message. And, and we're early. And then we're going to have tacos. And it's going to be great. But before we get there, I want to just recap here. This is a great deal. Jesus offers a great life now as far as his, his presence in our life and peace and joy that we can have. A genuine relationship with Jesus Christ now. But even better than that, but wait, there's more. We get to go to heaven forever with Christ and loved ones and, and all of that where there's no sin and no sorrow and no pain, the Bible says. We get to go there. What a great deal. Why do I need this deal? Because we're all sinners. We've all done wrong. And we can't go to heaven perfect. Our sin has to be paid for. And so Jesus steps in and pays for it. And that's why it doesn't cost us because it cost him. And all we have to do, the Bible says, and I'll read you the verses, because here's the instruction. How do we accept this free gift? This gift that we, by the way, a gift, you only have to take one time. Someone gives you a gift, you receive it one time. When you accept Christ as your Savior, it's not something you have to do every friend day, every Easter, every Christmas, every birthday. It's a one-time transaction. It's a metamorphosis. It's a change of your whole life. Romans chapter 10, let me read these verses and I'll wrap it up. Romans 10, 9, that if we shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from paying for your own sins in hell. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. There's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. What's he saying there? He's saying everybody has to come to Christ the same way. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew. doesn't matter if you're Greek. doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic. Everybody comes by the way of the cross. It's the only way to get there. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What a, what a great deal. What a great deal for us that, that all we have to do is make a decision in our heart to say, I am, I am no longer going to try to work my way to heaven. I'm no longer going to rest upon my church attendance to get me to heaven. I'm no longer going to believe that my good works can get me to heaven. I am going to turn to Christ today and say, my belief and faith is in you and you only to get me to heaven. And, I, and, and, and there has to come a place in your life where you make the decision to accept Christ. I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, 1984, July 6, 1984. On March 21st, 26, 1991, when I was six years old, I, had, I was going to church. 
man, I felt so guilty about some things, even as a six-year-old. And I felt God just, through the church and everything, just felt like, I don't think I'd go to heaven, and I really want to. I think if I were to die, I, I've done wrong, and there was, I just knew I was lacking Christ. And I went to my mom, and I said, Mom, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven, and I, I'm worried about this. I'm really worried. And so she said, okay, let's, let's go talk about it. And she took me to my, to my bedroom in the back. My brother and I shared a room, and she took me back there, and she showed me some of the verses I showed you, that, that, hey, we've all sinned. We've all done wrong. Nobody's perfect. But because of that, we deserve to pay for it. But Jesus paid for it for you. And all you have to do is accept him as your savior. I remember it was 32 years ago, but I still remember kneeling beside that bed and praying and asking Jesus to forgive my sin. To, to, and I put my faith in him to be my savior. I will tell you, I've told this story so many times, you know, the, the roof didn't roll back and I didn't get a glimpse of heaven there were no angels, you know, that, that touched me and that sort of thing, touched by an angel. Nothing like that happened. But I will tell you, to this day, 32 years later, I still remember the feeling I had of the weight of my sin being lifted off me. As a six-year-old, how crazy is that? But God can do that. And, and I still remember that, that changed life that God gave me. Let me encourage you today. You know, every time you watch an infomercial and some of you are going to go home and watch them now. What's Billy Blanks? What's Tybo or whatever, you know? Every time you watch that, you hear something that says, call now. Call now. Don't wait. This deal only lasts for a short time. This deal that we're talking about today of accepting Christ as your Savior, the Bible makes it clear that it's a deal that you're supposed to accept today. Today is the accepted time. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Because the Bible also says, you don't know if you'll have a tomorrow. Boast not thyself of tomorrow. Thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You don't know. So don't put, I'll do that, you know, next time. I'll do that. No, we need to do it today. You cannot earn the gift on your own. You can only get it one way by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. And I'm going to tell you, friends, it is the best gift you'll ever receive. Father, thank you so much for our guests and visitors here today. I thank you so much that even life is tough, life's difficult but I'm so thankful that we can know you personally on this earth and go through life knowing Christ. But wait, there's so much more. Heaven is far beyond what we could ever imagine. And I just pray today, God, that you would speak with us about this. And that there be some people here today that are not sure they're going to heaven. That today would be the day they make the decision to trust you as their Savior. I'd ask you to keep your heads bowed and eyes closed for a second. Just for the sake of your own privacy there and the privacy of others. But maybe you're here today and you, you'd say, Pastor, you know what, I'm, 